All right, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this evening, Jay Edgar from Ed's Blog. How's it going, buddy? How are we doing? Ed's uh, Blog. Do- I haven't heard that for a few years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was there a name change in the show and I missed it? Oh, now, now I'm a um, bad host. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was Ed's World. Ed's Blog was actually where I got my start uh, in all of this uh, alternative media site because I was writing before I did anything, but then it was, it was J Edgar, which there was no title was just my solo video series. And then as right. world where you were on yeah. the last time we talked, and then it's now the red Ned show because I have a permanent co-host now. Ah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Bad host. I stink. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Life happens. Yeah. I, it's, I got a lot to keep up with. And sometimes when people change names, like, uh, like the fag cast, when they changed the timeline earth, I didn't even notice until one day I looked down at the, uh, because I usually like, skip through like all of the uh, the beginning songs and everything, and I looked down at the artwork and I was like, "Wait, that's not them, is that?" And then I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. damn it! <laughs> Oops! Oh well, that's what you get." Anyways, how's yeah. it going, buddy? It's going good. Um, I mean, everything's looking up right now, channel-wise. Here, we're starting to monetize, and nice. summer's coming. I learned how to garden last year, so we're doing <laughs> some of that stuff this year, and it's. I think I can't complain about too much. All right. Well, that's dating awesome. sucks, but that's about it. You don't have to worry about that. You're married. <laughs> dating yeah. in the commie fucking coof. Uh, can I say commie fucking coof? You you can say all of that. The FCC <laughs> isn't hiding in a bush waiting to jump on me. So, yeah, uh, the, the the commie coof. Uh, man, it's like uh, this is like Joseph Stalin's like wet dream. <laughs> Everything that happened over the year. He's like, wait, are you going to lock them in their homes and they can't leave? And uh, we'll get uh, middle-aged white women to yell at them? Oh, this is going to be fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you remember the last time you and I talked? It was right when the lockdown started because you were working from home and you were complaining right before the recording because you had to go to the office that day. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was like uh, that. That was the that was like the weirdest first day on the job ever. It was like already two thirds of the office was at home, just self quarantining <laughs> before there was any kind of rule in place. And then uh, I remember having like a little bit of an argument when the um, uh, mayor slash president of uh, East Baton Rouge Parish was like, uh, "Well, here's our mask mandate," and I'm like. Yeah, you can't do this. You're not serious about it. There's not a cop at every door, you know, checking people's mask and arresting people who's not doing it. This is bullshit. And uh, I remember like one of my nor I had to like constantly remind myself that uh, not everybody is up on the on the bullshit that, that I am. And uh, he was like kind of looking at me was like, oh, well, that's that's a little strange. Why would you say that? And I was like, you know, we're trying to protect people here. And I was like, and I was like, Oh wait, no, I'm with a the normie. They're, they're not going to understand this. I might want to back this off a little bit. But yeah, dating anytime, uh, much less in the commie coup. I, I, I don't even want to imagine that's just gotta be hell. <laughs> and then approaching 40 on top of it. Oh yes. Yeah. I can't imagine. You have accepted your mission, sir, and good luck. <laughs> well, that's the weirdest part is, I mean, up until Christmas, I was engaged. So I was with the girl I was engaged to the last time we talked and ah. everything was looking like it was good and just certain things. And one of them is being like you were saying, where I'm, I'm talking to a normie here, talking from to an inner city Chicago girl. Oh, oh, yeah. As blue pilled as it gets. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> practically in the water supply there in Chicago. But uh I mean there's a few good peeps from Chicago that that you know grace my presence on the on the timeline there. So it's uh 
I guess there is some hope. There is some, but they mo- they're mostly out in the suburbs. And hopefully when I do this career change that I'm going through right now, I can help them get out of those suburbs. Ah, nice. Yeah, get out to the rural area where all the action happens. <laughs> or I guess the lack of action is kind of the, the draw there, huh? <laughs> that is the draw indeed. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Uh, I'm only about, uh, you know, 10 minutes outside of Baton Rouge, but, you know, I kind of look around. We still get like a little bit of bustle going on, but it's not quite, yeah. you know, it's not quite farmland yet. So it's kind of like that in between. It's pretty good. Fit. That's nice where I live, too. I'm just outside of Janesville, Wisconsin, which I mean, that's a small city that most people only know about because of Paul Ryan. But right. from where I'm sitting right now, it's an hour to Milwaukee, a half an hour to Madison and maybe a little bit over an hour and a half to Wisconsin Dells, the big tourist trap in the yeah. States. So yeah, you're kind of right in the middle of everything then. Yeah. And if I really want to beat myself up and go to Chicago. Sure. That's only two hours away too. <laughs> yeah. That's only like a hop, skip and a jump. So yeah. yeah. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, it's like Baton Rouge is 10 minutes. New Orleans is about 45 minutes. Uh, Lafayette's like a, Probably about 45 minutes, you know, just given on traffic and everything. So, yeah, it can be just bad anywhere. Like deep in Cajun country or down in the middle of the of uh, Bourbon Street. So, How is Cajun country for you? That's uh, one thing I want to try at some point. Oh, Cajun country is nice. Everybody is nice. Everybody's having a good day. And the, I want to say there was a documentary done on this uh, several years ago. It was like the happiest people on earth. And then they uh, focus in on Pierre Part, Louisiana where apparently the happiest people live. And it's because, you know, they're all living pretty close to the land. They've pretty much done the same thing that they've done for the last 200 years. So, you know, they're either going out uh, crawfishing or hunting gators or something else. So I've never had crawfish in my life. Oh, man, it's awesome stuff. <laughs> I, I love every kind of shellfish in the world, and I guarantee I'm going to like it. I've just never had the opportunity to try it. Yeah, we uh, got about, uh, what was it, about 30 pounds uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm sitting there and I'm showing my four-year-old how to peel the tails and everything and just like really freak her out, you know, suck the head and everything, get all the brains and stuff out. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, sometimes you can suck the head and get all the juice out of it. She's like, oh, gross. (laughs) Especially I didn't like it when I was like showing her the vein in the back and I was like, oh, look, we caught this one after uh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah, it's it's so funny. The the whole story of crawfish is uh, one of those. It's like it started from the depression. Like there was nothing to eat because all of the hunters and everything that lived down here pretty much cleared all of the woods of any kind of raccoon, squirrel, anything that you can think of. So they took to eating crawfish out of the ditch. Before that, it was like, well, this is the stuff that we catch to go, you know, use as bait to catch the fish that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. So people down in New Orleans were eating this stuff, and when any time company came over, they would have to throw a sheet or something on top because they didn't want to be you know embarrassed that you're eating stuff out of a ditch. And then, of course, after the Depression lifts, then everyone's like starting to compare notes. It was like, wait, you were eating that stuff too? You, you were eating bait? And it was like, yep, yep, that's what we were doing. And then it became a thing after that. So, And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's pretty much just a, like a halfway between a lobster and a shrimp, right? Yeah, yeah, same kind of crustacean family. Uh, if you look at them, you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Some of them are as big as shrimp, so it's uh, <laughs> it gets uh, it, it gets pretty gnarly though. And in, in some cases, when you're looking at them, because uh, we get different kinds, we, there's a rare variety that's blue after it cooks, which is kind of strange. But 
because that those are the ones you look at and you're like that one's rotten and now that's a blue one you, you can eat it it's fine <laughs> well i mean i have seen a crawfish in my life just just one it wasn't like swarms like you probably get yeah in a great big net down there but um i've done truck repair for almost my entire career i worked on a fleet for a while and they did various kinds of food service at the fleet so you know stuff came up and there was i was walking around one day and i looked and i'm like why is there a tiny little lobster running around? And I realize it's crawfish. Those fuckers are aggressive too. Yes. Yeah. Right? They can you be very hold, aggressive. <laughs> you hold the steel to, to boot at the thing and you're 210 pounds. And this little thing is like this here. Yeah. It's got it's its claws out. Little, yep. It's taking its pictures. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'll fight you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fun when you go to boil them. Cause you got to boil them alive. And uh, every now and then you'll catch one that'll just grab onto a pinky finger and you're like, Mm, this doesn't really hurt, but I don't want you on my pinky finger anymore. Get off. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. That's, yeah, they've got a, uh, they, they're definitely aggressive. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but uh, yeah, it, you could be like 9 million times the size and it doesn't matter. They'll, they'll stick those claws up. Yeah, that's what, yeah. that's what I can see. But hey, you know, always never be afraid to tell out the other people how you feel, no matter what the size is. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine, a guy I worked with, actually, he had that in the top of his toolbox. He had, it was a very grainy picture. It looks like it had been uh, photocopied 97 times through, but you could make out the shape. There was a, a chihuahua looking up at a Great Dane, and the little speech bubble above the chihuahua said, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chihuahuas are another thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so uh, my uh, father-in-law, he's a, he's a veterinarian, and uh, occasionally I'll go and help out around his clinic and everything. And this uh, one lady come in, she had a little Pomeranian and Pomeranians are fucking evil. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> yeah. little orange puff ball. Sure. It's cute. I like yeah. the ones that my, uh, my uh, best friend had. <laughs> yeah. So this thing like reaches over and like bites me on the pinky finger. And, uh, you know, the lady starts laughing and I was like, ma'am, uh, with all due respect, if this was a 90 pound Rottweiler, <laughs> would you be laughing about it? Well, no. I was like, well, this Pomeranian thinks it's a 90-pound Rottweiler, regardless of how small he is. <laughs> Can't let that go by. <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing how, what some people think. It's like, it's like, yeah, of course it's a little cute dog, but in its mind, it's still a wolf. So, <laughs> I know that uh, like the reptilian community, they seem to think that it's cute too, like when their reptiles bite you. Yeah. Oh, look, it's cute and it bites you. And... Yeah, I, I thought the geckos were kind of cute. Uh, one of my ex-girlfriends a few years ago was the vice president. I think she was president after a while, too, of the uh, Madison Area Reptile Association. Okay. Reptile Keepers Association, rather. And let me see if I can get my counts again correct. Yeah. It was, I believe, 97 geckos, 23 exotic snakes, none of them venomous, um, a chameleon... <laughs> Two bearded uh, dragons, and there was something else, and I can't think of what the hell it was. Oh man, just a little bit of everything, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there's uh, been a couple of friends of mine that's had uh, iguanas, and uh, and of course my daughter and everything. Well, you would see the pictures on Facebook, and she's like, "Oh, we can get an iguana." I was like, "No, no, <laughs> it's already bad enough. I've got two dogs and a cat over here. I, the last thing I need is a." Uh, a four foot long lizard running around climbing up on the furniture. No thanks. <laughs> I'll get a tegu. Apparently, they like to cuddle like cats. Uh, that's the word. That's the word on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I do like bearded dragons. Those those things got personality, anyways. Yeah, they seem all right. 
one of my son's friends, he's got a bearded dragon, likes to show it off all the time. He's like, yeah, he'll sit on your shoulder. I was like, yep, you sure will. Because <laughs> they're not moving anywhere else. And he's like, and yeah, we like to nothing. feed him the, the worms because they, they get quite aggressive with them. I was like, of course. Yeah, but nothing will prepare you from just walking randomly into the apartment and looking over and seeing the woman you love with a 20-foot ball python draped yeah. over her shoulders. <laughs> yeah, I had a friend of mine that that freaked me out with the, with the Python once I went and sat down in his chair and we were like sitting there talking. And next thing I know, this Python is coming up from underneath the chair and has began like wrapping itself around my arm. I was like, um, you need to tell me when you have a pet snake <laughs> <laughs> and why is it in the chair? And he goes, Oh, he likes the chair. Cause it's warm. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> but let's get this thing off of me. <laughs> like you can't believe it. Your end or my end? Uh, not sure what you're referring to. What's going on? Clicking. Uh, looks like we have a little bit of connectivity issues. Wonderful. You've actually got uh, wonderful bars, so I'm not sure. I, I am happy with my bars. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let me uh, shut down a couple of things, and that might help. <laughs> One less thing for Dark Tom Woods to, uh, to nuke us with, I guess. All right. Hopefully that'll improve. Sorry about that. It seems to happen almost every episode now. So, <laughs> hopefully, with uh, the new system I've got coming up here, we won't be having that anymore. Because, well, <laughs> I've got a little bit of money, and it is going into production values and equipment. Because the old HP, she did well, but uh, <laughs> I can't ask this old uh, i5 Intel Core to do <laughs> any more of what I'm asking it to do. <laughs> It's like uh, you will be relegated to the dustbin of word processing and word processing alone. <laughs> well, I can use it for video editing too. It, it it is strong enough still that I think I could still make it a good travel system. Right. And I'm used to it, and I know everything that's on it there. But yeah, it's time to have something with a little bit more RAM and a lot more processor at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always fun to to upgrade to a new computer and you get the solid state drive in it and everything, and then. Uh, Next thing you know, it's like five months, six months later. It's like, oh, this is already starting to slow down. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, let me see what all I got on here. Oh, that's why I've downloaded way too many, uh, way too many apps. That's what's going on. I thought you were going to say adult videos. No, 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 no. We don't do those <laughs> since the since the great uh, Kazaa and LimeWire days. <laughs> Let's just download a whole bunch of random files from the internet. What what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Yeah, I think anybody who had LimeWire at some point, their computer was infected with everything. So, <laughs> Aries. Aries was the one that I did. Aries was another one. I don't think I ever messed yeah. up. Uh, what was it? Scour, Share Bear. There was a there was a whole bunch of them. Winamax. Winamax actually met a girl I dated through. Yeah, that's right, because they had that chat feature. I remember mm -hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> and I moved uh, across the country, too, like a moron. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> I was like, all right, great. We're going to drive up to St. Louis, Missouri, and we're going to hang out, right? What do you mean you got a husband? <laughs> I got a year relationship out of it, and I got to see what a real blue state was. Oh, nice. What blue state was uh, it? Right. I, I think that, at the living out, that going out there and dating Roxanne for a year. Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, she hated that song too. But, of course, <laughs> uh, going going out there and uh, dating her for a year, and also looking at seeing what actual blue state governance was, 
I said, okay, well, we might actually be anarchist after all. <laughs> and I'm talking, of course, about the wonderful state of Massachusetts. Oh, good old Mass. Yeah. Uh, I, I've driven through it a few times, and every time we drive through it, it's like, no, let's don't stop. Let's just keep driving wherever we got to go. Well, for a while gotta... there, every time you drove through it, it was the roads are different because they're changing the entire road structure up there too. Yeah, yeah. It's constant road construction, the big dig. That was the other one yep. right there in Boston. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's do a construction project that's going to go from the 1970s to whenever we say it's done. Yeah. <laughs> they finished it while I was out there. Oh, they actually had finally finished it? Oh, man. Yeah, 2007 was when they finished it. Oh, God. Oh, I can't believe it. I got to think that thing started in the 1970s at some point. Um, yeah, that was... And about- Four months before they started it, and this was right after I moved out there too, by the way, about four months uh, before they finished it, one of the ceiling panels in one of the tunnels fell down square on the fucking car. Ah, nice. Yes, got to love that civil engineering. <laughs> Government projects, always the best. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I uh, you know, doing the uh, the, the civil uh, engineering thing myself, and uh, right now we had a... Uh, a little really choice clients of a, a whole city in Texas that needs new flood walls and levees and stuff. And uh, it was like the engineer. So it's like all freaking out that we're not going to make this deadline. It was like, ah, we got to get these homes protected. And I was like, no, we got to get Dow chemical. That's right. Smack dab in the middle where all of the focus is had <laughs> protected. Cause I guarantee you, they're the ones who got the core of engineers to, to lobby for funds. <laughs> When uh, when they did that down there for you guys, did uh, did you get a lot of housing projects? And I, I don't know how long ago this was either. But oh, post Katrina, yeah, oh, is it that 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 late? Yeah, post Katrina down in New Orleans, they um, a whole bunch of the uh, city of New Orleans decided to move up here to Baton Rouge and out in Denham Springs and Walker and stuff. Uh, but of course, this left a whole bunch of uh, poor folks without any housing. Uh, so all of the Section 8 stuff that they were in all got demolished. And, of course, brand new luxury apartments went up in their place. Uh, so, yeah, there was all kinds of, like, really, really shady kind of deals that happened after that. And then uh, after the 2016 uh, flood that we had over here, uh, you kind of saw some of the same things again. It was like, uh, it was like okay, well, now we have a construction company that's going to come out and lift your house, you know, for X amount of dollars. And, of course, it's going to be super expensive. Well, one of the things that went along with that for, and this wasn't necessarily um, weather related or natural disaster related, but I remember when the crash happened, because I just got out of uh, mechanic school, going into a job market that was completely flooded because what's every guy's backup job? Yeah, mechanic. I fixed my girlfriend's Honda once. (laughs) I can be a career mechanic. I got a set of wrenches. (laughs) So, I mean, that market is completely flooded at this point, but all the rest of the jobs are going away as well. And from, and I'd lived in Kenosha prior to this, and I'm sure you're going to ask me all about the Jacob, the St. Jacob <laughs> thing that went on with that. But I lived in Kenosha prior to this. That was when I was coming back from mass was when all this was happening and everything was crashing down. But from like, Oh, four on to about when the market crashed, the city of Kenosha, contracted with this uh village of pleasant prairie which is a suburb that's right to the south of it right and they started buying up all these farm fields and they were going to do subdivisions everywhere because they were moving people in because they contracted there were new factories coming in it was going to be the manufacturing hub and the uh, shipping hub yeah of the world was going to be right in kenosha wisconsin they lost chrysler 
but yeah. everything else was going to come into there. And then the crash happened and everything went on over to China and Japan, Thailand, Taiwan, all these other places, all these factories that were supposed to come in went. And you could look at some of these subdivisions and just see where it stopped. The roads are all there. The fire hydrants are all there. And it's just empty. There's yeah. a road to nowhere. Yeah. It's like With just, sewer grates and fire hydrants. Just sitting out in the middle of a field somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a... I mean, you guys get so screwed up there, including your uh, Lake Superior uh, drinking water it actually goes overseas to China as well mm-hmm. from the Nestle Corporation. So, yeah, you got to love all that stuff. So, <laughs> it's... Not to mention our neighbor over to the uh, east wants to screw over that region for fuel because the pipeline that supplies the fuel to most of the Midwest, she wants to shut down because it goes across Mackinac Island. Right. And it might leak somewhere in the near future yeah, of or course. far future. <laughs> Man. Yeah. As, when you see crony capitalism for what it is, and then all of the silly lefties on online and everything that equate that just to actual capitalism it's like it's like one of those things it's like no 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 a government guy that used to work for that company is now doing this and that's why they got that contract and you can't explain it any other way than that and then it's they they just lose their minds it was like well you see with the problems that we have with it flip michigan and <laughs> i was like I, that, that was the government's fault <laughs> it wasn't a private company's fault well, and speaking of Michigan too, it, it just goes back into the cronious thing with the government. What's that? What's that woman's name that used to be the governor of Michigan? She's now she's got big stock in um, one of the companies that makes the batteries for electric buses, and now she's Biden's, uh, I believe, energy secretary. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. You might have to look that one up. I am looking that up right now. I can see the woman's face. Yeah, definitely not Gretchen Whitmer. That's uh, that's the current governor there. Granholm. Yeah. Jennifer yeah. Granholm. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she's the energy secretary, and she's got a whole bunch of money in one of the companies that provides batteries for uh, electric buses. Yeah, well, isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> As the house plant chief goes to tour the uh, the factory because he wants to urge municipalities to buy buses from this company yeah just just this one this one particular one <laughs> yeah it's, it, it gets really funny because you can read that headline and you know exactly what's going on with it and then trying to explain it to your blue-pilled aunt who watches ncis uh and you're like uh yeah so this is what's going on they're like no that's not happening if that was happening that would be on the news <laughs> i was like well it is in a way just got to learn how to read between the lines. Oh, well. You wouldn't want to do something like that, would you? No, thinky pain, thinky pain. <laughs> when you think too much, it makes my head hurt. No. <laughs> yeah, the other, the, other, the other kind of pain is the responsibility pain. It's like, oh, well, I, I would be responsible for that. No, that's not good. <laughs> make somebody else responsible. <laughs> uh, looks like Proterra is the name of the company that she has... Uh, large amounts of money into and she hasn't divested from <laughs> uh pro terra pro earth gotta love it <laughs> it's like they have like an entire marketing team what, what are we going to name this company i know let's call it pro terra sounds good <laughs> i didn't even think about that when i was first reading the article as soon as you said I'm like oh shit i didn't realize that <laughs> 
Yeah, it just gets it's just I was like, man, it's like, come on, guys. I mean, you're being comic book level. <laughs> Let's at least uh graduate up to a Dean Koontz novel at least. Yeah. <laughs> Something. I've never read a Dean Koontz novel. The, they are some of like the the best written trash of all time. It's so fun. <laughs> it's like every single one of his books starts with two people talking and then it kind of goes from there. And they even did that in the movie uh, Phantoms that they uh, based on his uh on his book. Or they start with two people talking in a truck, and I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <clears throat> well, of course, that would be a movie, which means I have never seen it. Yes. <laughs> as the meme goes on our show. <laughs> yeah, and here I am, the guy that watched 366 of them last year. One for every single day. <laughs> I, I joke with Elaine all the time that uh, um, I've seen like five movies in my life. In reality, <laughs> I've seen more than five movies, but not many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just don't have the time. And then the rest of them, it's once you've watched one, you've seen like a whole bunch of others because they all use similar plot points and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it gets really funny. It's like when I watched the movie Avatar for the first time. And uh, after I got done, I was coming out of the theater with my wife and I was like, so that was Dances with Wolves with Blue Cat People. And she kind of looked and she goes, I hate you sometimes. So I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that comparison too, but when my ex-girlfriend, the same one with the lizards, by the way, oddly enough, she yeah. made me watch that. Um, that was to DVD by that point. She made me watch it. I'm like, why did we just watch Pocahontas again? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I watched this on Disney. It was, you know, Mel Gibson was in it. It was great. <laughs> Irene Bedard had a better voice than Sigourney Weaver did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was one. It's like... Uh, Somebody showed my four-year-old that movie recently because it's on the Disney Plus. And uh, she was like trying to explain it to us to watch it again. I was like, what are you talking about? The cat has to go back to the machine and his legs don't work. And I was like, took me a minute. And then finally my wife came in and was like, Avatar. She wanted to watch Avatar. I was like, wait, who showed her this movie? <laughs> I don't remember okaying this. <laughs> so fun. Then the other day uh, she walked in while I was watching the show Invincible at, right at the end. And... uh I was like, yeah, this is a little bit too bloody. I'm going to have to go ahead and turn this off. Well, I mean, just to look at two where some, like, you're talking a four-year-old in Avatar. Uh, my sister's, at the time, six-year-old. He's now eight. Um, she's out here looking because she noticed on Netflix, on the kids' channel, they found Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 from when her and I were kids. Yeah, yeah, the, the 90s, like, yeah. Yeah, we're sitting here watching Turtles 2. But I want to show, I, and I'm not going to name his name, obviously, but yeah. I'll call, tell him what, uh, I'll say what I call him. <laughs> I want to show Pugsley the original one. I'm like, really? He's six. Do you remember how gritty that movie was? <laughs> they couldn't There's find a reason lights. they don't have that in the kids section. Yeah. <clears throat> couldn't find lights anywhere. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that Raphael one's. Raphael uh... screaming, damn! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just the fact that the you know it's got this monstrous guy, the, the Shredder, and his suit is made of knives. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that movie. When when did that come out? Nineteen ninety one. The original one. I yeah. Thought it was in the eighties still, but it might have been ninety one. Yeah, it was either early nineties or like really like eighty nine. It was like right at the turn of the decade, and I can't remember which yeah. side it was. Yeah, I kind of remember after it came out, we had kids like because i was 12 11 12 at the time and uh we had this one kid he was just lying through his teeth about the whole thing said he saw it 
And then after we saw it, it was like, dude, none of that stuff happened. What movie <laughs> did you go see? <laughs> 1990. 1990. Wow. That movie is old Judith enough to Hogue and Elias Coteus. Oh, man. That movie is 31 years old. It has been yeah. married, divorced, working on a second wife. <laughs> Big Lou's like you, except he's only on number two. <laughs> oh my I don't God. even know if you get those commercials down there. No, we don't. But uh, yeah. sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Like uh, commercial. Ah, uh, of course, of course. Those are right up there with the uh, with the drug commercials. Take our new drug with this fancy sounding name, so that you can know that uh, at some point you're going to shit at your ass a lot. And side effects include headaches, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. Common cold, allergies, sometimes death, bleeding of the ass, bleeding of yeah. the eyes, bleeding of the ears, bleeding of the fingertips, bleeding of everything else on your body. But, hey, you won't have to deal with the constant pain of trying to eat carbs anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, those are my those are my favorites. Uh, it, you know, it's really about to get serious. And it was like, please notify your doctor when this or this happens, because this could be a serious problem. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because somebody died during your trial. <laughs> Aren't you, aren't you looking forward to the commercials that come out in, I don't know, let's say 10 years from now, <laughs> where they get up on the TV and say, if you took the AstraZeneca vaccination, you yeah, may be entitled to compensation. Yeah, yeah. That'll be like every single commercial on the on the History Channel. Yeah. Oh, if there is still a History Channel by that point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. On Demand is doing away with a lot of that shit really quick. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, and that's one of those things. And the phone companies are in on that too, because they was like, yeah, sign up with our uh, brand new iPhone and then you can get uh, discovery plus for a year for free. It's like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Man, if discovery plus does what I think they're going to do, I'm going to be real pissed. Not that the quality has <laughs> stayed up anyway, but uh, are you familiar with the King of random? The King of Rand. Uh, I want to say that started off as like a YouTube thing, right? Where he was like, just doing just different stuff on every uh, video. Yeah, he was, uh, for the most, he was a Canadian guy. He came out, he moved down to like the California, Utah line and was doing basic survival stuff. Okay. And, you know, he's showing you how to melt down cans for various different things, how to scrap your car battery for bullets and acid. Yeah. That kind of stuff. How to make gun nitrate for gunpowder. Okay. So like useful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Actually useful stuff, but then he died. He's trying to teach a survival and he dies in a fucking plane crash. And Man. then the guy he had just hired as an assistant took over the thing and it just became weird science experiments and how to make large versions of everyday household items like gummy words and crayons. But I think yeah. uh, Discovery Plus is about to pick them up. That's what the rumor mill saying. Uh, yeah. So that sounds like a producer got into somebody's ear. It was like, really our audience, we don't want to be the ones that are going to go out and find wheel weights and turn those into bullets. If you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Yeah, what do you guys call those preppers? Yeah, we we don't need to advertise them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, like a lot of those uh, moves in Hollywood. You can just you, you almost see a producer in the background taking notes. <laughs> and this is how this is going to change when the host suddenly dies in a plane crash. <laughs> hmm. Gotta love all that. That's this interesting stuff. and quite morbid. Yeah. <laughs> 
what can I say? I have a very weird brain. It, it takes me to places sometimes I don't want to go. <laughs> it's like, hey, see those points right there? Connect them. See what happens. <laughs> oh, look, they look like boobs. <laughs> Amazingly, they all look like boobs. Somehow that happens. <laughs> I had just posted one of those uh, chirpy things on uh, Twitter. It shows like all the different people that you interact with regularly on the thing. And I posted it, and it's like a good majority of them are female. And I was like, oh, yes, apparently I was simping a little bit too hard this last couple of months. <laughs> Life happens. Life gets, I don't even know how to do one of those things. I've seen other people do it. I've been included on a couple of those circles, but yeah. How to do one for myself? Yeah, it's like an actual website, chirpd.com. So <laughs> you just put in your username. I'm pretty sure it's getting all kinds of data that way, but so uh, you know, whatever. I, I pretty much live my life as if I'm on every conceivable list that there is. So you missed a good one. Um, I had to post this out in a couple different chats that I'm in. So every once in a while, I was actually on Amazon looking for things, but I do a lot of Kindle reading. Yeah. Um. So I. I get a lot of eBooks. I look through a lot of this things. Plus, you know, everything else that I do online. I went in to look for something for my dad because my parents are afraid to do anything with a credit card. Nice. <laughs> so I went on to Amazon. I was going to order something for my dad. And, you know, just while I'm looking through here, I just kind of scroll down through to see, okay, what's recommended? What is it that they want me to buy? And down comes the line where, hey, these books might interest you. And four books in is the fucking anarchist cookbook. <laughs> yeah, I want a list somewhere. <laughs> yeah the great thing about the anarchist cookbook is when you read it and then you realize half of the shit is wrong and then you're like oh this is just put out there to see if anybody would actually be dumb enough to do it okay i got you <laughs> i've never read it i absolutely don't know how to do any of this stuff in real life without having to go to a cookbook right <laughs> when we're talking about recipes we are talking about all of the crafting materials we would need for minecraft or roblox just in, ca- just in case Ricky the Fed is li- listening. <laughs> Hi, Ricky. Hi, Ricky. Sorry, you've had to see my porn folder. <laughs> oh, shit. That guy's probably traumatized. Yeah. Yeah, when he logs in at the, at the beginning of the day, he's like, oh, man, this guy again. Oh, he's the worst. Who said and I, you know that there's somebody who actually has that job and legitimately signed up for it too. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna bust so many people. Yeah. I'm gonna go after all those drug dealers. <laughs> and then he's just sitting there looking at grannies and corsets. Yes. Yes, there you go. For hours and hours and hours on end. Yeah, he plays a little game with him. It was like, oh look, today he looked up midgets. Yeah, there you go. He's adding a little variety. <laughs> it's like, meanwhile, it's like back at the back of the cooler. And it was like, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you what this guy did. <laughs> he thinks he's so smart. Ordering freeze plugs and aluminum tubes <laughs> on different days. They can be wouldn't notice. <laughs> I, I don't remember that job on career day. Yeah. Where was I that? Saw, I, I met the chef. I met the police officer. I met several factory workers because I grew up in the fucking Rust Belt. Yeah. I never met federal agent who watches what kind of porn you watch. <laughs> yeah, NSA stooge uh, definitely wasn't there. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, I mean, growing, I'm just a couple years younger than you, I think. So the Internet was still in its infancy at that time. Yeah. Uh, 
we kind of cut our teeth on it. I was a, a teenager right around when Wi-Fi and everything started coming around. And, uh, you know, us dorks sitting there playing around on the Internet and everything, we were uh, came up with this uh, software program that would map a room using the Wi-Fi signal because the signal bounces off the walls and everything. And if you had a computer program that would tell you how far out it did that versus when it returned to the receiver, then you can pretty much get a good map of what was in the room. And so we were sitting there doing that to each other's houses all the time. It was like, ah, we see here that your dad moved to the fridge to go grab another beer at this time, you know? And it's like, I know we were doing that and we were just kind of messing around. So I know the feds were probably doing something a little bit more, uh, <laughs> a little bit more better than that. So, well, wow, you're really ambitious and you do great things. <laughs> we just figured out to write a program to overcome the recursive algorithm for net nanny and download porn at the computer lab. <laughs> yeah, we were uh, getting around the net nanny at the uh, in the library was uh, one of the things. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, you can't go to this website. Oh, can't I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, much to the disappointment when- of the librarian. It was like, you guys were just looking up Magic the Gathering cards? Really? like yep that was back and that was the thing too that was back when like firewalls and stuff were simple to crack yeah not so much anymore it it takes a little bit of skill now that i don't have yeah kind of lost touch with all that stuff you know for insurance sake (laughs) (laughs) now that was a that was the other thing we would like trash each other's stuff all the time write write a little code that would just tell the chip fan to turn off Ooh. And on a and on a 486 machine, it, that's kind of needed. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like on dude, a 486. Dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude, my computer caught on fire last night. What the hell happened? I was like, I don't know. I don't know. That's awesome though. I figured out how to uh, uh, hack into the computer lab. Um, so at one point in high school. We had like various, you know, it was a fun day. You could sign up for X amount of different fun things you could do. It was, it was like a carnival, but it was all indoors. And one of them, well, one of them was just going to the art room because the art teacher didn't care. So we yeah. pretty much did whatever we want. I forget what it was we were supposed to actually be doing in the art room, but the art teacher was just like, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever yeah. the hell is you want to do. Um, that seems to be the across one, the board. The art teacher is always going to be the cool teacher. No, not always, because the woman he replaced was definitely not. Oh, um, in the trend. <laughs> there was, uh, they had a quake fest at nice. at the same event. So I was in the art room, and I'm like, I wonder if I can break into quake and start bragging people. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. Quake was like the first big multiplayer game. I remember we played this really dumb game called The Descent, where you played like in a little starship thing. And you can uh, go around shooting each other with that one. But yeah, Quake was like the big one. And Nine Inch Nails was on the soundtrack. So we all thought that that was awesome. Rocket jumps when we figured that out. It's like, yeah, I can <laughs> jump with the rocket. And it's only going to take like half my life. But uh, <laughs> but I could do it. Hey, we've been playing with damage boost for years and years at that point. You could damage boost in Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> So fun, so fun. And then uh, nowadays, I mean, I, I remember like there was a a YouTube video of someone showing like a land party at someone's house to play uh, Quake, and uh, I was there showing my son that, and he was like, it was like everyone would bring their computers over to one place and play. I was like, yeah, because that's how you played. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was like quite the thing. You know, on the weekend, everyone brought their computers to a house. Because <laughs> one yeah, day... You were lucky enough. Your computer yeah. was at your friend's house already. Yeah, that was true. Had a lot of that going on, too. Because there was always part swapping going on. It was like my dad's well, generation. Then, they all had like... Uh, you know, the 454 big blocks and, you know, 57 Chevys to work on. But now <laughs> with us, it was a uh, computer junk. <laughs> oh, I did both. Well, I was, yeah. I was a car guy growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I remember tearing down a uh, 79 Impala and rebuilding it. So, yeah, we, we did all that stuff, too. It was just with me and my friends. It was all computer junk all the time. So <laughs> and then we got into guns. <laughs> And I will be doing the computer junk again for the first time in years. Because this, this one I'm building, is that's all fresh. I'm building that one from the ground up. All right. Well, F's in the chat for trying to find a GPU out there. Um, <laughs> good luck. I already got one. Oh, I, nice. I got one donated. A friend of mine did an upgrade on one of his uh, server farms, and he had a four-port GPU, and he says, hey, you want this? Pay for shipping. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay. You don't really have to twist my arm about it. I guess I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have a four port two HDMI GPU for twenty bucks. No problem. <laughs> I'll make that deal in my sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's like nowadays, like you gotta sign up on a list and there's like lotteries involved with some of these. Because <laughs> I was uh talking with uh, one of my buddies at work and his son was like had just called him and he was like, I got it, I got it. You can hear him over the phone yelling. And it was like, what is he, what did he talk about? What did he get? And he was like, oh man, he's been sitting on this GPU lottery for like three weeks. And I guess his number got called. I was like, wow. <laughs> he's like, yeah, Bitcoin miners, man. I was like, yep, yeah, probably. And that's from what I understand. That's what it is. It's just the people going out to try to mine Bitcoin, which is getting to be a more and more fruitless endeavor at this point. With the amount yeah. of money you have to put in your system to get a 10th of a Bitcoin for finishing the equation first. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not like it was back in the day. I mean, that's all going to go to huge, huge server farms that are going to do that. And uh, you might make a little bit of money trying to trying to put into the pool, and hopefully you get some. But uh, yeah, at this point, it's just like um, you know, find someone who's going to pay you for <laughs> for some of your nefarious uh, items in in Bitcoin, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've seen the. I mean, as far as the crypto goes that that market is all over the place it's <laughs> there's so many uh crap projects out there and there's so many good ones too and that that's that's kind of the tough one is trying to discern which is which but uh well, sometimes you just gotta try and sit down and do the research and discern for it and sometimes you gotta say hey the GameStop people are talking about doge you know what the fuck with it i'm just gonna throw a 20 dollar bill in it <laughs> Hey, I did the same thing. I uh, I had like $40 of uh, Bitcoin cash hanging around. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to gamble. See what happens. You know, took out $79. So, <laughs> so. I, I haven't taken anything out of Doge, but I bought it at 0. 0.3 cents a coin. And I threw an Andrew in it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm quite happy right now. <laughs> I'm not rich, but I'm happy. Yeah, there's uh, there's been a few times with the whole crypto stuff that I, I've managed to get in when it was very, very low and get out when it was starting to peak a little bit. And then sometimes you look back at it later, it's like, oh, if I would have held on for two more weeks. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're sitting here with Bitcoin, too. And I, I watch the finance on my morning show every day. 
That's the first three things I do. The Dow Jones for the uh, day before, the Bitcoin for the day before, and Gas Buddy for Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. For the day before, the three things that people that are in my financial situation care about. Yeah. And yeah, the Bitcoin just took a tumble over the last couple of days. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty much bleeding all over the place. And unfortunately, all the other cryptos kind of depend on Bitcoin for pricing and everything. So all of the rest of them are down as well. So yeah, it might be going into another uh, crypto winner. Who knows? I'm going to buy it at the bottom. Fuck it. Yeah, it's just going on sale at that point. <laughs> yeah, fiat's just going to keep getting fucking printed. Yeah, especially when we've got Biden coming out there. Hey, if you've got kids, we're now going to send you a monthly check. I was like, great. Chuckles and accelerationist. <laughs> well, it was brought up in the chat this morning, too, because I read that news story to my audience on my morning show. I, I read that, and one of the people in the live chat said the same thing. Like, okay, because this is all supposed to be in advance on your child tax credit from before. Yeah. And somebody pointed out and said, okay, what happens to poor people who don't pay any taxes that are still getting that money? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the tax question anyways, if you guys are just going to print the bills, why am I being taxed? <laughs> I caught I caught one of the, the blue waivers on uh, on Twitter with that one. I was like, why am I being taxed if you guys are just going to print it? Well, you got to pay your fair share. I mean, for what? <laughs> They're just printing the money. It's like, do you not understand <laughs> the disconnect? And that's that's gonna be a bitch about it too, and I'm really glad that I went uh, yesterday for it. I took uh, um, some aluminum uh, aluminum that I had acquired uh, casing for an Allison transmission, which was 80 pounds in and of itself. A few big truck radiators, and um, there was and I took all my cans out at the same time too. And oh. you know, aluminum up here is 50 cents a pound for, in most cases, but I'm just thinking that like. This is going to drop in a hurry, and this is going to be like twenty cents a pound coming up in the next few weeks when all the precious metals go up. Yes, because that's what they are, and all the industrial metals go down because nobody has a job, and all of a sudden everybody in the world is a metal recycler and scooping up everything that they can to bring over to the recycling center just so they can have a couple more bucks. Yeah, to go out and drink with. Yeah, or or to eat that day, <laughs> depending on yeah, the prices. Yeah. So. And it, and it happened in, I saw this back in, you know, it was starting to taper back off and come back up by 2013, when I, 2013, 2014, when I left Kenosha, but it was the same thing. You go up there and, you know, you see either homeless people or people with the worst beat up S10 out there with a bed so full of metal, whatever metal they could find, that the thing is slumping over like this. Right. And they're walking out of there with 10 bucks. <laughs> Ouch. Because the market is so flooded. Yeah, with so many industrial metals. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a there's one guy that drives around. He's got a uh, he's got an old C10 pickup truck, and I I weep every time I see it because this thing is so beat up. And I was like, oh man, if you just fix up the truck, <laughs> that would get you more money than you know picking up somebody's stupid washing machine on the side of the road. <laughs> you don't see so many of those here now. But I'm, I got a feeling they're going to be coming up in the uh, the next few years. The big one around here is the pallet guys. Oh yes, yeah, doing they the just stuff go the around. They just go around everywhere and pick up the pallets because they can turn them back in for two bucks a pop. Yeah, and, and that, the truck is just sad looking. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a sad looking truck. <laughs> you just look at the truck and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm now feeling depressed. I need to go pet my dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
1999 K1500. Yeah. Take care of it. That's an awesome truck. <laughs> yeah, but that one's not being taken care of. That's the problem. Yeah, that's that's the issue. He's got pallets loaded up six feet high up over the cab, strapped down. Sort of strapped down. Because <laughs> we know we all do that maneuver where we pull on it. It was like, yep, she's not going anywhere. The, the, the guy that uh, gets the ones that uh, at work where I work, the guy that does those, he actually does a pretty good job uh, keeping them strapped down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of turns, maybe a little bit too fast and uh, pallets all over the road. So, <laughs> and then a couple of guys screaming at each other, picking them up. So, <laughs> I've never seen that one. I have seen a certain general manager of a grocery store who had no idea how logistics works. I was working for the grocery store at the time. And this particular company was opening up a third store in the city that I lived in. And he's like, okay, well, I got two pallets of deli stuff that need to go over there. Does anybody have a truck? <laughs> I can probably take one of them because I got a half ton. Yeah. What does he do? He puts Boats them both stacked on top of each other on top of the back of the truck. <laughs> it's like, this is not going to work. And one turn because they're stacked on top of each other in spite of the fact that the truck is touching the bump stops on top of it. Yeah. One turn and the top one just goes, and there's lunch meat all over the road. Yeah, <clears throat> everybody mis uh, mispronounces that word manager. It's a, it's a mangler, <laughs> just <laughs> manglement. <laughs> it's like, why are you here? We're not doing a meeting. Your presence is not required. <laughs> we understand how logistics work. Sure, you do. Sure, you don't. <laughs> I have a college degree. I have an MBA behind my name i have a pickup truck and i know how to load it yeah pickup truck and i was growing up poor we know how to load stuff on the back that's that's the best part of it too is it's the growing up poor part of it yes yeah a lot of a lot of kids don't even understand it's like he's just there looking at him it's like oh 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 you you think you're special you have a tv oh okay yeah some of us didn't have that i remember distinctly because i was I wasn't at the like the dirt poor level where some of my friends were just growing up in small town northern Wisconsin. I have watched the Power Rangers on a black and white TV at a friend's house. Yes. <laughs> and then you have to sit and wonder which one it is because you can't tell by color. No, no, not at all. Uh, I've actually been uh, here in Louisiana. We've got a special case. I remember when Mike Foster got elected governor. And what was this? It was like... Uh, 2000 and yeah, it might've been 2000 and the news, they were giving out the results and uh, they were saying now in these uh, blue areas went for the other candidate. And uh, for those with black and white TVs, that's the dark shaded area. I about fell off my goddamn chair. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, that didn't just come out of her mouth. No way. A news news producer let that one go. Well, it's, it's the same thing, too, because, you know, at the bottom of the market, when I was first crawling and trying to crawl my way out of poverty and obscurity when I lived in Kenosha, I was one of the last people in the world to have a cathode ray tube TV. Yeah. Everyone else has got the flat screens, and they're buying the flat screens left and right. I have got this, and it was it was only a 28-inch TV, but 
as far as the screen goes, which I mean, you look at now the 32 that's sitting in my bedroom that weighs five pounds. Yeah. This is like but nothing. You've got this, you've got this <laughs> three foot tall monstrosity. That's right. <laughs> with the speakers on side of the screen, the screen is like this and the rest of the TV is like this and this tall and just as deep trying to move it from Kenosha to the farming <laughs> community that I moved to when I finally got out of Kenosha. It's like, I need you to help me move my TV. Uh, okay, great. I mean, that's just like a flat screen, right? It only weighs like 10 pounds. No, 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 no. It's a 42 inch CRT. No, well, it weighs 500. <laughs> and I, I, I actually, that TV I had borrowed from a friend of mine because otherwise when my roommate moved out, all I had was just this little like 12 inch TV. Yeah. And I still believe that cable and everything was a good thing. I'm glad I got out of that. But <laughs> I, so I asked, I said, Eric, um, I'm going to go out. I'm going to put some money together and get a new flat screen TV. Can I use yours for a little while? Just so I've got something to watch football or whatever on. Look, like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll help you get it up out of there. Yeah. Well, when I moved again, I'm like, well, I, I borrowed it, Eric. Do you want it back? No, no. It's yours <laughs> now. <laughs> possession is nine tenths of the law I'm sure it is <laughs> <laughs> well I think that's a, a good place to drop it off uh, why don't you go ahead and give all your plugs so I can know where to send people well if you guys want to come and hang out with me you can go catch me live over on my YouTube channel or my Twitch or my DLive I can get to the links for those as well the YouTube one is easy it's youtube.com slash jedgar101 we are live at 7 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday mornings for contemporary headline news, or Mondays at 5.30 in the afternoon for the Red and Ed show, where the wonderful Elaine Joan comes by and bitches about the news with me. So, And she's a great follower. A, you should also go follow her. So. Yes, you absolutely should go follow me. You can go find me over on Twitter as well. That is at Ed's blog Twitter with a one in place of the I. Check the Twitch channel out. That's twitch.tv slash jadker101 or the DLive. That is dlive.tv slash Ed's blog Twitter. All are live. You can go catch us on all of those. Or you can head on over and check out the up and coming new and approved freedomscoop.com where you can check out all of my friends, The Generational Gap, The Daily Ignoramus, The Breakdown with Birkenhoff, The Already Conservative, and The Freckles and Brit Show, all featured on the website. We are still under construction right now, but you can go bookmark that page, freedomscoop.com, and once we are back up and running, you can go help us support great creators. Yes, all great stuff. Everyone go check them out. Uh, as for me, because I know Ed's going to put this out on his stuff, you can find my stuff at rebelwithacausepodcast.com. Because I actually buckled down and got a website. Uh, or you can find me on Twitter at EricTheRed79. It's just the nickname I've had since high school. And, you know, it just, it will always be there. So, all right. And there he goes, folks. Jay Edgar. This is a fun, uh, fun guest to get. Uh, so, uh, also, if you uh, head down to the show notes, uh, you'll find all of his stuff there. I'll have it all notated for you. So, you ain't got to go uh, searching around the internet for it. And uh, making your f- fingers bleed trying to find it all. Uh, and if you want to, you can also support uh, this guy right here because I've got a Patreon subscribe star float and mines. If you want these episodes a week early, sometimes a couple weeks early, like this one will probably be very, very early uh, when it comes out. Uh, and anyways, guys, also check out my sponsor, Lorenzotti.coffee. If you put in my code RWAC at checkout, you will save yourself 10% on delicious coffee. And any order over $15 is already free shipping. So can't beat it. Can't beat it. It's great stuff for a great price. Uh, Anyways, guys, take it easy. And uh, like I said, uh, 
man, it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. I got Childerberg coming up. I'm planning on uh, getting everybody on there for that one. Uh, got some more wonderful guests coming on. So this is going to be uh, a pretty crazy next couple of months. But anyways, guys, take it easy. I'll uh, see you next week.